Hello and welcome to the podcast where a guy forgets to drink the water before. So I'm looking at an empty glass of water and I've got to have a smooth voice for you. However, if I don't today, that's okay. We will we will proceed. Welcome to Nick Flanagan Weekly. I'm Nick uh, of the show name. Uh, today we have a guest. Wow, an old comedy friend of mine um, from from for a long time now. We met when she was doing a, a sketch in a group called the Sketchersons, and it was at the Poor Alex Theater. And uh, it was a group of people who I became pals with and were really important in uh, that Toronto comedy scene you've heard about. Gary Rideout of the Skechersons, why he is the co-owner at Comedy Bar. So, and if you know about Comedy Bar, you know a whole lot of comedy goes down in that bar. And as well as bar stuff, drinks, pretzels, that goes down the throats of the showgoers. Now, Anessa, it's funny, you know, I thought she lived in L.A. for such a long time. But uh, she's been there for six years, which is a really long time. But, you know, for some reason it feels like it's been forever. And uh, she uh, was part of a group of uh, performers, Holly, Anessa, and Rebecca. It was Holly Prazoff, very funny person, also from the Skechersons. And Rebecca Adelman, good friend of mine, writer and director. She made a movie called Paper Year. You can see on some channels, some on-demand services. And Anessa was the third one. And, and uh, she teaches at Second City. She's been in David Cronenberg movies. She's a big part of a web series called Gale Pie, The Amazing Gale Pyle. And she's been the star of uh, dance videos. I mean, she's r- music videos of, of dance acts whose name I can't remember. Anyway, Inessa Frentowski is, is has, uh, we've always been real chill, and this is a chill, real chill conversation between us. And you can follow her on Twitter at Inessa Comedy, and find her on YouTube. She has her own channel, and you can subscribe and see all of her funny, crazy shorts. All right, talk to you soon. Is that a spill? Sounds like it's either. Sounds like some. Oh, you got a humidifier going. It sounds like a, 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 a sputtering humidifier. I lit a candle for you because I thought that would like add to the ambiance. Yes. You know, I know you like that kind of thing. I do. I do care about vibe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I feel like I've actually given my room a decent vibe. Just yes. in general. You know? I love the paintings. Paintings. Well, that's you know they were here when I arrived. You've got a an icon up there. Here when I arrived. Oh, really? The stuff I brought was the Ombre Loco painting. That's by a deceased friend. Salt lamps me, plants me. That's a good indoor plant. Snake plant. Yeah, easy. Easy to take care of. And that's a Frantowski. You're the guest today. I am. You're my friend. Uh, yes! So long. Very long. How long? Probably... 2002, I will say. Yeah. 2003, well, somewhere around Somewhere there. in that zone, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere in that zone. And uh, in that time zone, the time zone being Eastern Standard Time, yes. Canada. That's right. You're from Mississauga, Ontario. I am. Uh, or that was the suburb 
which which I grew up also North York, North, North York, York as yeah. well. It all kind of bleeds into each other somehow. Yes, you yes. Know, Mississauga on the goes north, and then it's suddenly close to North York and Brampton, and yeah, and Scarborough goes north. That's close to North York. Yeah. Is North York bigger than metropolitan? Downtown Toronto. Yes, because you're a real downtown Toronto kid. How long has this house been in your family? Ooh, I like the way you put that, like it was a gem of a home. Well, it is. Uh, it's coveted real estate in the heart of downtown Toronto, on off of Bathurst, no less. It's My on favorite Kijiji. street. It's on Craigslist if people want to pick it up. Wow. Yeah, we Craigslisted it. Uh, it's since for about 26 years Yeah. now. Because were you always a downtown Toronto kid? Because I feel like you can always tell people who grew up in downtown versus always, those who grew up in the suburbs. Always downtown. So what they did. But, you know, that's there's, there's some things that are interesting there. So, like, yeah, by the time I was 13, we moved to, like, really, like, this area. Yes. And this was, like, hopping. Hopping. Record stores, radio stations, alternative yes. radio stations. Yeah. Walking, hip video stores and you can get to it quickly and use of yes. the subway yes. all of that all of this. it makes it makes you more resourceful i you think you can walk right to the center of the city young and bluer from yes. there no problem you know who else is a downtown kid no uh my uh former comedy partner holly prazoff mm, yeah the great holly prazoff yeah she's a palmerston girl she's from here yeah then this area though. yeah she's from palmerston unless it was further south on palmerston no it was further up maybe or maybe it was just maybe just around the end of palmerston she little, just she just made the palmerston mm -hmm. cut little tip to the people not from toronto who want to have a good time take a walk down palmerston at bloor uh, yeah until college street and you'll say wow this is sort of shoddy fake london but also kind of nice yeah you're gonna go you're gonna see the big street lights and yeah, street you're gonna go well i'm so glad street. i had this inside scoop of like a good walking street in downtown toronto you know what else go to a little street uh, i think it's called croft it's like right by Front Street, and there's a place called the Tom Jones Piano Bar and Steakhouse. And oh. <laughs> very odd. It's a standalone white building. It's it's an interesting thing, and I hope it never goes away. Wow. But it probably will. You know, things go away sometimes. A lot of times they go away. You and Holly Proudsoff moved to Los, Los Angeles. Angeles. That's right. Almost 50. No, 10 uh, years ago. Well, Holly probably moved around ago. then. I was the last of the three, so we were a trio, Holly, Anessa, Rebecca. Rebecca moved first. Holly moved a couple couple years after Rebecca that. Rebecca Adelman. Yes, and then I... Uh, so I've been in L.A. six years. Oh. So Holly's probably closer to... Not even that long, really. Eight or nine or something. Who knows? Maybe even longer. Holly and Rebecca came at the same time. They both went for it. I mean... Went for what, really? What, what is it? <laughs> what is it? Yes. Yeah, like Moved. no more asked. What is it? Yes. Do you remember? Epic? Yeah. Oh, Epic. I definitely do. The Look the, the fish. Look at the you. fish struggling to breathe. I uh, which I believe was was what were no fish harmed in the making of that video? Do no, they have I a little the fish the, died? The fish might have died. Yeah, no, I think they actually killed the fish for the. Video. I, and maybe it was because of that video that people started caring about goldfish or started being like can we kill things because they used for to the do sake of television didn't, didn't college students in like the 50s and 60s like eat goldfish and stuff as like hazing rituals or fill a telephone with water and put goldfish in the maybe uh, maybe box. i think uh it's blurred lines with goldfish because um maybe because we eat fish they're they're both pets and food we don't really eat goldfish i wonder why i they're probably too small or, but I guess some of them get herring. big. What some of them get herring? big. Yeah, koi. Herring we eat. Russians eat herring. You're Russian. I am. Born born in Russia. Born in Russia. Where? Sevastopol? Uh, Leningrad. Or St. Petersburg. 
Kiev's in Ukraine. Yeah, but you don't think it is, right? You think you go by the original map. Um, is, maybe I was born in Soviet, but my no, dad. I don't, I don't know what the original map. My is. dad, my but my dad's Ukrainian. Oh, cool! And we got Belarus in there, some Armenian, Kazakhstan. Yeah. yeah. Right. How'd you feel when Borat took to was Kazakhstan? <laughs> Did you care? Uh, is that a Russian area, Kazakhstan? I mean, I don't, I don't know. Um, do you, it, I don't know if I, I, yeah, I don't know if I, I took any stance on on Borat. So we do a resume uh, about you. Yeah. Oh, is second, that what you do? Second city. Yes. Second city. I just you won an Emmy. I saw you on your character demo that I watched. You said you won an Emmy. What'd you win an Emmy for? No, a Canadian Emmy. Oh, what's a Canadian? A Emmy? Gemini. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but Emmy. but the uh, the <laughs> but the amazing Gail Pyle was nominated for an international Emmy. That's amazing. So there's Emmy right in the title there, but we didn't win that. Do you know what that's cool for? If people don't know, is visa and green card applications. Uh, yes, yes, because doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And also, too, People nobody are, knows what a Gemini is, so you yeah. have to say it's like a Canadian Emmy. Yes, and they go, how so? And you go, it's, it's also a trophy. It's a trophy for television shows, but of our country. What did it smell like? The the Gemini? Gemini. Well, I Did think, you have to buy it? Uh, yeah, for sure. My mom has it. Did she buy it? I think I <laughs> I think they were going to give because we won for ensemble cast. So maybe they gave us two. I see. And so I think I usurped one. I got one. And then this was the amazing Gail pile. Yeah, I think it's like they send you. I don't know. And they send you the little plaque or something and you would fix it to your award or whatever. So you basically six years ago, you moved to. Uh, or that was Los for co- cocked guns. I think we won the Gemini for. And one of the reasons it probably was a little bit. Before you moved, was because things started ramping up work-wise for you. <laughs> and there you are, never with Morgan Waters in one or two web series. I mean, wow! Former Net Flanagan Weekly yeah. guest Morgan Waters. Couple, couple of couple of web web series over the course of multiple <laughs> years. As it turns out, and... for me, do you ever get that thing where you get fourteen hundred dollars and you're like? Okay, good. So that's like the next six months cover. I know. Uh, but oh. you've always had a lot of costs. You've always had a car, pleasant style. Oh, grace. wow. Thank you. Oh, Nick, this is so nice <laughs> to hear this way. No, I feel like I, I have always done my best, but um, I um, have yet to feel very comfortable for very long. <laughs> so I always work multiple jobs. I don't think I had a, I don't think I've had long stretches where I always keep a couple of like wee Side jobs, gigs. whether I'm teaching. Did you say or weed jobs? Wee, small. Oh, wee Small, jobs. little wee jobs. <laughs> Just yeah. a couple. Um, I teach. Like I always do something on the side. I don't know if it's, um, I would love to, uh, but you know. It's, it's like, called the reality of things. Yes, yeah, exactly. So it it's is. It's called being realistic. Also. I mean, you know, yeah. Americans, they, and people, they go, oh, I'm here. I got all this money, you know, and from uh, various avenues and uh now i'm in la and i got all the time in the world or i'm oh i'm a postmates drive oh mm-hmm. but you know why they're doing that right research for a role they don't even need it that's right nobody in la needs money and everybody's rich <laughs> we all come from rich places yeah it's the best you move there and then you don't have to work anymore just by just by virtue of moving there oh yeah <laughs> I know. I mean, I mean those Ivy Leaguers. They don't need to work. I mean, they show up and they're like, 
I took it. What, what is that Andy Kendler joke that's funny where he said, you know, it was really hard for BJ Novak on the plane from Yale to LA. <laughs> he had no idea if he might work. It's crazy. I, I wonder. Yeah, I've always um, wondered about that. That whole even their comedy whole- class war. Their whole, uh, uh, but even the Ivy League schools and even the way, like with the cost of education, it's a whole other thing in the U.S. That's right. You can't actually make any distinction. Plus, both of us, you know, it's not like our families are like, you know, the wood stoves and then the um, soup kitchens and scrolls, <laughs> cooking squirrels. No, no, nobody in our family's cooking squirrels. And who keeps saying that? <laughs> Tell them to stop. <laughs> Joe, Joe, listen to me. I know it's you, Joe Wenger. Wow, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Holly's husband yeah, has been spreading the squirrel. Yeah, thing. just you're spelling Weingart. I went hard on the wrong pronunciation there. Oh. Weingart. But uh, yeah, um, no, I think that that's one of the traps of... Uh, comedy and show business is you go like oh these people are rich and they got that advantage and it's like yeah but everyone is going to deal with reality at some point so as long as you're you know you're taking these side jobs you're doing your thing you're making it work six years in la is like very hard to even accomplish that much you thank know? you very much i feel Especially i just feel like survival is a victory <laughs> and like the one bonus for canada is if people remember you you have friends in Canada who are working, they'll do stuff like bring you over for Gail Pyle, which the amazing Gail Pyle has had a great uh, run, mm-hmm. you know, and then you'll come back and you'll do some work on that. Sometimes you'll be working with people who are like also living in L.A., so you've probably made some close friends. Of course. Well, everywhere you go, you're going to meet, you know, nice people. You're beloved on that show, oh. right? Well, thank you very much. I do feel like very lucky that... Uh, you know, I uh, I get to do cool things and work with cool people. And like everybody else, uh, I wish uh, I want oh, more. You know, yeah, like I want more else. too. We all want more. But you know what? It's I okay want to more want more. It's like I want more of like an idea of what I want more of. That's right. You want inspiration. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah, well, you actually, I really like this about you because you know, I don't want to brag, but we follow each other on social media. At least I follow you. And, I um, follow you too. Badass. And uh, uh, is it for the selfies? That's because you're a ride or die friend, Nick Flanagan. <laughs> you know. I just patted an S. Well, honestly, head. you know, honestly, the older you get, the uh, the the fewer and fewer people that you still have friends mm-hmm. that know that you know from a long time ago. That's true, but you know, and LA also has that weird thing where when people go there from Toronto, and you didn't know them in Toronto, suddenly they're like. Hey, you want to be ride or die? Yeah, actually, want to be best city? friends? Absolutely, and you need them. Trust me. Uh, yeah, no, you but, actually need uh, to otherwise, because when I first came, I remember it was like I think I took like a UCB class, uh-huh. and I went in hard on. Stands for upright citizen brigade, by the way. Yes, I went in hard on a couple of pals. That guess what? I was like, oh yeah, they have whole lives. They've made friends. My friends that I know from Canada are kind of like busy with their lives. So I went in hard on new friends. And you have to learn friend proportions. Our friend Rebecca was uh, married at the time. Yes. Will Weldon. That's right. You can say it. Oh, yeah. She made a movie called Paper Year, not based on their breakup. Wow, wow, wow. And there's an NPR uh, piece of him watching the movie. Wow. Did you listen to that? No. 
Oh my God, it's crazy, Anessa. I mean, wow. just, just to set the stage here. So, so we were. I saw you on Thursday at, uh-huh. at Comedy Bar. I dropped by. Uh-huh. Something I don't always do, but I dropped by. It was a nice surprise. It actually was awesome yeah. because it was Laugh Sabbath, and I just watched it. But everyone was really funny. Jackie Pirco was funny. James Hartney was hosting it. Then afterwards, I see you at the bar, and it's like, ah, oh, it's Anessa, of course. Uh, and then also Gary, the owner of Comedy Bar. And James Hartnett and I actually were hanging out. Like, it wasn't that busy there. I actually can't really handle being at Comedy Bar a lot of the time because of how busy it is. I know. That's, that's, cr- you know, what it's, a crazy it's, it's change. It's a very sensory, diff- sen- sensorily difficult uh, place for me. And this yeah. is something I'm realizing as I age is like, I have some sensory issues and I gotta, I gotta, you know, ha- I gotta, honor those well and it's nice when you can make that realization because otherwise you might you might have thought it was something else like you know what i mean like i blame myself for everything yeah like you think like like, oh "Oh, i'm in a bad mood or why can't i just be just hang out yeah or why can't i be cool and then you're kind of like oh you uh you could just be like uh overwhelmed with sound yeah because every conversation in here sounds a little interesting and my ear is picking up like that's right bits of everything and then there's all these lights and uh, beers and drinks and tables and there's a television and there's two shows going on at the yeah. same time and steps I have to go up just to leave yeah one of the, there's an ATM I know it's got a fee yeah That's yeah how, how they got to stop that the fees are out out of control Remember Stephen Harper our disliked former prime minister the one thing he wanted was to like get rid of bank fees it was like a very brief thing he was trying to do well I did watch Don't Fuck With Cats recently why'd you do that because I honestly didn't know what it was about. My sister told me about it, and I was shocked to find out what it was about. Yeah, I'm not going to watch that shit. But the character, or not the character, the live human person who it the centered guy. around. But I didn't realize it was so Canadian. Like, I didn't realize. But yeah. they referenced the time that one of the, he, Stephen Harbour was one of the people that got sent a human body part. Yes. This Lucas Mac, Luca McNaught guy, yeah. which now there's a cider available in Canada called McNaught Farms. I kind of feel bad. I think uh, that's a made-up name, though. So he named himself after something else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well. Anyway, then. Anyway, this guy was nuts. He's not worth talking about because what he wanted to do was be talked about. But uh, although there is something in there where they kind of, um, I thought it was interesting. The one thing I'll, I'll say about that is that there was this kind of thing about like, the, you know how like these doc series have a thesis, and it's like the thesis. I always is, hate the thesis. I hate the thesis. It's the stories about the story, but there's the thesis is sort of like. You know, by giving this person attention, you know, do we like are we culpable in their their crimes? It's not that simple. It's not that simple. First of mm. all, uh, definitely also did some additional research. Definitely had a, a, a mental a, a mental illness and a very abusive mother that like harmed his pet animals and so it's like well that's probably like, more like to do more. That's like what happened with yes. Joker. <laughs> Joker Arthur Fleck. <laughs> Well, there you are. But also, the, also the real main issue of the, the thing is, I was like, no, it's not about watching the internet less. It's more about how like internet crimes have no jurisdiction, so you don't know which police station to report it to. That's why. And that's I was like, no, it's people need to like you need to change the internet laws. Now, that that should be the thesis of your movie, see, not this thesis. Now, now this is why I'm all about the Anessa Frantowski mindset because you have this sort of one side of you very fun right now. You're wearing a tie dye sweatsuit. Yeah, you know. And uh, trippy, and I've got a candle lit, and you're loving it. There's a salt lamp. Love it, yeah, oh, yeah. You know that I was looking at mandalas. Uh, I gave you a mandalas thing and snake plants. You know about snake plants, 
and <laughs> <laughs> you've probably taken uh, I don't but I don't think of you totally I actually think that it's like you're one way and then you go to LA and then it's like people are too into that stuff like the crystals and spirituality yeah. stuff so you're like oh well that maybe I don't have that but what I mean is I, I am think, a little contrarian well but you're you're psycho and you're not a big psychoanalysis judgment person no you know so you take things as they are, and then it's just about the reality of the situation, i.e., who, where, like, okay, so this guy in Jakarta is killing someone right now. What do I do? Make a long-distance call to the Jakarta police station? Like, how do I do it? You know, these kinds of things. That, and, and that's like with, um, you know, I'm like that with mental health stuff, right? That's how I am. It's like, oh, you know, yeah, by all means, meditate. By all means, like... I don't know, run your fingers on something that texturally feels good, which isn't even a trippy thing. That's just like a smart thing to do. But like, don't be afraid of going like a very standard route. Don't be afraid of going to the doctor and saying, I feel terrible. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like that, whatever works. Yeah. Otherwise, you'll be in Peru dying, choking on your own vomit because of a ayahuasca gone wrong. Yeah, I do think um, I um, my mother found out today, actually, that I did try LSD 20 years ago. Ed, you uh, only tried it 20 years ago. That was it. Um, I think I've only maybe twice in my life. Only a couple times. Yeah, same here. Maybe um, I'm a, yeah, I'm a do everything thrice kind of gal. No, I there's no point in doing it too many times. Um, but uh, anyway, uh, but I think now about. It, the commitment now is uh, would be tough for me. So sometimes I think about those ayahuasca <laughs> eggs. Oh, but the tummy ache, the barfing, and then you got to get into it. Oh, I don't no, know. Look, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to say don't do these ayahuasca DMT kind of things. As I'm saying, like, the spiritual hole is not necessarily because of that. But I will say that the wonder of these drugs is that sometimes they can, like, loosen inhibitors... Um, so you can sort of love more deeply, you know, express, 100%. express emotions a bit more simply, like the help of things, compassion, even if it is delusion, you know, even if you're like, oh, this person murdered my, uh, favorite landlord last week, but, uh, you know, I'm on all of this E and Molly and I'm rolling. That's what kids say, right? Rolling. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know what? You're a good person. It's like, oh, you're not right, but it's probably, I just mean like you can have access to things that can ameliorate your self-esteem and sense of self, but it is such a toss up. Well, here's the thing. If you were, if you were like a uh, rolling on Molly right. and you were feeling, it's like, okay, so if, which is like, whatever, all of your serotonins being used, you would, if I'm sure if you were in heaven, you, or, or whatever you perceive to the afterlife to be, but let's say the traditional heaven where everybody's supposed to be good. Every soul is like, whatever. Yeah. Um, got the guy in the suit. And then you're looking down at, at the mortals, uh, trying Cap to Calloway performing a concert every <laughs> night, trying to, trying to give life a go. And it's probably like, you know, I, I, I do think that there are people, even like psychopaths have like, you know, neurological brain damage or CTE sure. or, or, What's or CTE? what CTE is the thing you get from, uh, concussions that athletes Ooh, get yeah. or whatever. Well, that was like Chris Benoit, probably what happened. Probably, there. or Aaron Hernandez. Or, yeah. And Bad anyway, stories. now whatever. Now, here's the thing. You can have both compassion on a, a soul that has kind of lost their way in this life mm -hmm. and harmed others. And you can have 
probably should have a little more compassion for the person who lost their lives and the family like and, and stuff like that so it's like we all have damage just by act of being alive like we're all damaged through the process of right. being alive we're taking the air and killing the air but but, but at the same time the air uh we're here to experience things and we're here to learn so i think some people uh go through life more successfully than others and uh you can have compassion on both fronts, mm -hmm. uh, but it doesn't, but still nobody has the right to hurt anyone. And if we were all rolling on Molly all the time, then probably we wouldn't care if somebody robbed the house or did whatever. And probably that's right. It would prevent, we need, we <laughs> need, we need a little fear frowned upon thing. We need a little fear to survive because that's what the uh, part of our self-preservation instinct or whatever. What about so. shame? Do we need shame? I don't think uh, we no. Need we may, we may, maybe need a, a dash of shame, but not in the way that not in shame of like who we are and the fundamentals of being alive. But shame, I I you know I I uh, I think that slightly different. But I, I think it's okay to have remorse. I think it's like okay to apologize and stuff like that. Like uh, I think shame can be part of empathy. A little bit, but as not ashamed to be the fundamentals of who you are, how you look, way how you identify and stuff like that, but more like, oh, I've hurt someone, even if it's unintentionally. Wow, I feel what it feels like to hurt someone. That feels bad. I think that's okay. That helps you with like making remorse. So yes, yeah. Accountability. Yeah. Responsibility. Yeah, but shame is almost like the feeling version of that. I mean, yeah, it's like true. You like, don't like accountability go. is the intellectual version of that, and a little it's a because I know you now shame is a bad word. Emotion. Yeah, it's shame is like feeling it a little bit, like oh, I'm you know I'm ashamed I did that. I don't I don't I, I, I don't it's think it's like okay. Guilt totally is one, bad. Maybe guilt is separate from shame, you know. But guilt, uh, guilt, I mean, guilt is almost like it's unaddressed. Like it's like guilt is just you privately feeling bad about something, but if you're not. Um, and then so then it's only harming you, you know, but if you're not like you know, making you know, amends maybe or there is an argument for shame. There is. Because if you do something intentionally in the moment that, you know, could have negative consequences for someone else and you did it and then you regret it, you might you would feel shame. Yeah. And, and it's, it's better to feel shame. For that than probably to be just really unapologetic uh trump much <laughs> there, we trump there it is much and there we go oh boy or because then you uh whatever you uh because then you get into cognitive dissonance because then you'd be yeah. like you'd be like well then you'd have to justify your actions or it's like well, it's okay to make mistakes right it's just we don't have to have like the you're not uh you're not a sum of your mistakes you know Okay, we're lightening the mood here. Put on my groucho. Yeah, hands. there you go. That's nice. So, uh, tell me, do you want to talk at all about your? I, I, I my theory is that for your uh, uh, LSD trip, the one time, uh -huh. one of maybe two times. Yeah, three times, there were two times, times, two times that I can recall, which maybe isn't a good sign. I feel like one of them was incredibly influential on the way you lived your life and viewed your life after that. Yes. How did I know? How did I know? Yes, of course. Yes, I think that's just what happens a lot of the time with them. So, but do you want to talk about that? Um, sure. Yeah, I uh, I definitely think that um, that any kind of uh, whatever, however, a psychedelic experience is induced. Mm -hmm. Sometimes for some people, it's a vision or meditation or what mm -hmm. have you. But uh, definitely, I I. Uh, Certainly through uh, my experiences younger, I definitely changed my perception of what being alive was for. Um, I could definitely feel uh, the fact that 
my identity and sort of being a human that I was more of a collection of particles. I could definitely feel right. my particles. You know, my friend separate. Pat Bircher, do you know the comedian Pat Bircher? No. Um, well, he's a great guy. Lives in New York now. He drew a picture of a burning cigarette. Uh-huh. And he, I, I think I, I taped it or he taped it to my mirror and it says, you are a collection of lines and ideas. I like that. It's kind of what you're saying. Yeah. I do, uh, I do think that, uh, so the idea, so being alive is kind of, I think Einstein called it the erroneous behavior of To humans. be alive. Yeah, but you see yourself as separate from the universe, basically. So psychedelics help me understand that. You are so, one. That, uh, yes. And if that's the case, then harming anyone. So then if this is true, then what else is true? So if that's the case, um, harming someone else is like harming yourself. Uh -huh. So that's a pretty big revelation uh -huh. to make as a youngster. Yes. Um, and, but yet, why do we do it? It's the same way that people are cutting. It's like being a cutter or a cigarette smoker. You kind of right. go, you know, you're damaging your lung. You know, your lung is part of you, but yet you do it. Right. right. What are you going to say? You don't. So it's like it's kind of the same well, thing. Because you're like, well, if someone else is doing it in another country and we're all one. Well, I might as well do it because <laughs> someone's already doing it. And that's it's right. Already harming our collective lung. That's right. If he's not, if you know, would you jump off a cliff if you jumped off a cliff? Well, if we're one, I guess I would have to. Yeah. Well, well, or they, they're, <laughs> that means, I guess that's the equivalent of particle if man, particle man. If your lung committed, like jumped out of your body, I guess that would be the same thing. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah. So I think that that's, uh, that's what it helped me with. It helped me with, uh, compassion and it helped me with the idea that, uh, glasses on glasses here. It helped me with the idea that, uh, <laughs> People are just uh, people are just doing the best with what they have and what they've been given. Oh, 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 woo. hi, it's me again. I, I really hope you're just stoked on this combo with Vanessa Frendowski. And I wanted to say if you enjoy the podcast, subscribing, rating, and giving a nice good review on iTunes or any whatever podcast way you listen is awesome that really helps and uh, if you feel like supporting the podcast further you can go to ko-fi.com slash nick flanagan and uh, get me a cup of coffee or uh, buy me a dream uh there's free uh, there's there's supporter only content there's some free content there and uh the same is true of my patreon patreon.com slash nick flanagan the money helps me eat the soup don't you want soup I want soup, but I can only go out for a soup with you if, if I get soup money in the Kofi or Patreon. By the way, the Kofi, you know, it's only one time you need to pay. So you can join, pay monthly, or you can make a one-time. Don't ask you. Let's have soup together. Anyway, enjoy the rest of my interview and slash talk with Inessa Frantowski. So... Now, Inessa Frantowski, uh -huh. you are involved in one of the most esteemed sketch theaters in uh, possibly the world. Wow. This is the place that birthed Amy Poehler, Matt Walsh, Matt Professor, Amy Poehler. Yeah, there we go. And uh, I know I'm forgetting someone. <laughs> Bill Arnett. <laughs> the Lots of Upright folks. Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. Yeah. Now, how did this all happen? Now, first of all, before we get into that, before before you tell me, I do remember way back when you were doing things when you first moved to UCB. 
Which That's right. For us, oh boy, in our 20s, uh, we were too close. You know, you were part of the Skechersen sketch troupe. I was. Which was every Sunday night, did a show. Like a Saturday Night Live-esque show. Yes. And, uh, and uh, I was doing stuff. That's how we met. Yes, you were doing Joke Club. All this kind of shit. That was before Joke Club. But uh, I feel like everybody was aware of what was going on in the U.S., but there was no way to get there. Well, that's in, that's right, because you know what? I think when we started doing comedy, it was really before, it's definitely before Facebook, but even like sometimes the notion of the internet, I was like, it's really weird the way something can be beyond your wildest dreams because you, like, internet didn't exist. So there's right. certain things that you're like, oh, I would, I would never... Uh, um, it like, I would never conceive that, especially kind of like, yeah, I, I, I didn't even know like the logistics of moving to another country. Some things felt really far, far I away. I still don't me. know them and I did it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. You know like, yeah. but anyway, go on. Yeah. Just, uh, so yeah. So I, I, I still think like, I think that I geek out about stuff in, uh, LA and I, I think that there's like, I think a lot of people want to try to not be enamored with kind of like fame and that kind of stuff. I think I'm the opposite. I think I geek out. I'm like, I'm excited about red carpets and award shows I love about that. like, uh, like, uh, Conan and like all, cause all, none of these things were, were possible in Canada, certainly not in Russia. Um, and, uh, where were you born again? Uh, St. Petersburg. Right. Formerly known as Leningrad. Yes. Um, but uh, so so the, the idea so just, so just my family getting here is one thing, and then the idea that like that like so I like that's what I like. I want to like I want to go to a fancy party and get an hors d'oeuvre. Like I <laughs> I want to be at somebody's house and they have a swimming pool. Like I still think those things are cool, and maybe that <laughs> makes me lame, but I like it. I get excited about it. It is cool. Why it not? Why not get excited about things? I'm tired of not getting, I'm tired of not getting excited about Look, things. Look, Vanessa, I don't know about you, but I'm a spoiled little boy. And I want to go where the pools are and the heat is. And the That's problem right. is LA's got that, but then it's also like, there's all this pooing and- Oh, you know. so much human poo on the streets yeah. for sure. And there's Definitely. all this like- yeah, uh, like scariness and the the mental illness has sort of become uh, to a level of uh, and the people you could accidentally meet are like there's some real tripped out uh, people with problems and everyone's claiming being victimized and you're like well who's doing what to, who's what's being manipulated here everybody wants to be famous they'll stab you in the back for a, a role on Pennywise it's and, you know what it I you Pennywise? know what I think it's it, it should be yeah. I, I do think there is something about like culturally that's different about Canada and America I've been saying this lately too well I think there is like this sense of like um, I think that well a in our humor we're more self-deprecating. Yes. And we're more candid about like even like talking about mental health, talking about, you know, and maybe that is because we have some like maybe we have more social resources in Canada. So and, oh. and we have more um, public education because people go to public school more so you can educate people more about Which these subjects quickly. People being packed together a little more closely or different people from different backgrounds. Yeah, well, yeah, or like we have our, our zoning other. laws are different. You're around more people. There's yeah. more immigration. So there's more culture. Our many, many, many laws are different. 
yeah, meaning that like we don't we like meaning like where we place uh, uh, schools, where we schools, place hospitals. and various um, incomes, various people, yeah, varying incomes co- are in, in Toronto are cohabitate, right? So yeah, so like when we came to Canada, let's say the government provided us housing because we were like you know uh, protected persons. Mm-hmm. So and then I go to public school with everybody else, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, for all of these reasons, uh, it, it's uh, I I think that like people are putting on more of a front in America in general. There's, I guess the American bravado would be like, so they talk about American confidence, like that mm-hmm. you, so it's like, I think that because people hide, maybe they're suffering more. Like you want to like present well, and especially in Hollywood, you want to like, you know, what is it? Smoke and mirrors or fake it till you make it. You want to yeah. like pretend that you're successful. And I actually think I should take more of that on because I feel like I walk around telling everyone being like really struggling this month, you know, like, um, and I'm kind of like, I, well, maybe I, I, I should I, uh, I reverted to not that. do that <laughs> I, more, even more than usual a few years ago. Um, and that reminds me, if people want to donate to the Patreon or the Kofi, KO-FI. Yeah. Yeah, dude, guess, fire. guess what? Some people, I'm struggling. People, but, uh, <laughs> Uh, the, you know, I just want to, I'm, I'm interested. I'm not interested in taking that. I have my own type of confidence. I know when I'm confident, but I want to tell you how weak I am. And I want you to make me president. That's that (laughs) confidence is the most under, uh, overrated thing. Cause what happens? You show up, you go, I know how to run, drive the boat. Then next thing, the Titanic disaster. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm uh, I'm on the fence about it too because I do think. But I tell you what, uh, it's not a good. It's not going to change anytime soon. But what were you going to say? I said I watched Rhythm and Flow on Netflix. So did I. And I think great show. Great show. Too bad Ti did that thing right after it came out because everyone was loving it so hard. And then he said the gynecologist thing, and everybody was mad. Yeah, yeah. And it was yeah. gross. I'm not. Yeah, yeah, it yeah it's definitely... Because uh, I loved T.I. after the show. Was he joking? Was that a joke? Yes, I can't remember. I think it was, it was a joke. Borderline it's a gross joke. a joke, but it was still like... Uh, I don't know. I, 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 I mean, I... I, I don't actually care, you yeah. know? If I'm being real, it's like... But you know what? Here's the thing. It also, but here it did spark a good conversation because I do think there are some, some old ideas like that kind of in the back of... Uh, um, people's minds of, of, of previous generations so it's kind of like oh yeah like yeah yeah maybe we should have a talk about policing your daughter's virginity well, that's an interesting thing about, <laughs> about where we're at right now is like there's so much contentiousness between people and I'm certainly not saying that there needs to be a compromise that's reached when things are not uh, really that compromisable in some regards but I do think have a, having a conversation about why people feel a certain way obviously with abortion it's like really simple people are like 18 trillion babies have been killed because they're like, the baby is when you jerk it and the spooch comes out and it lands in the person and the ovum's like, yum. And then suddenly it's time. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, why am I bloating? It's not bloat. A lot of people walking around thinking they're bloated right now. It's a little Mickey. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey. Hey, I made you pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wow. Yeah, it's called a riff, Vanessa. I love it. Uh, I hope I'm pregnant right now. Me too. 
<laughs> I think that that's what this podcast does. It makes you pregnant with ideas. Yeah, it makes me yeah pregnant with bloat. Or... What's it like living in the podcast capital of the world, Los Angeles, California? <laughs> I, you know, I am behind on the old. Uh, you know, I feel like I blew. I think I feel like I I missed the boat on all of the uh, on the trends. You know, really should have got on YouTube sooner. You weren't on YouTube very early. I wasn't on very early at all. I missed Whoa. the boat. I, I and I and I couldn't be consistent enough. And same with the old podcast. I think I really missed the boat. You can do. I did a podcast starting in 2018. Well, there you so go. You can get on it. Uh, I have upwards of 200 listeners a week. That's great. Upwards. I, Upwards. I'm not saying it's 200. I'm saying above. Upwards. Well, yeah. I mean, listen. Uh, but you know what I mean? Like people who are kind of what is they call early adapters, early adapters to technological trends. I'm an early adapter. Yeah. But it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. We're loving this humidifier. Yeah, we loving it. Yeah, we're loving it. That's great. Um, yeah, I guess in the podcast capital of the world is uh, sometimes I get to go over to somebody's living room. Right, <laughs> and I get to, It's nice. <laughs> now, who are your favorite uh, Los Angeles comedians that you've seen? And, and when I say comedians, I mean uh, maybe sketch performers who perform solo or, or really standout improv performers or obviously stand-ups or this type of thing. Um... Uh, I mean, I like Novelty all kinds. Acts. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I like all kinds. Serious actors. Um, uh, I like uh, crisis actors. What's that? Crisis actors. <laughs> um, I mean, for all different kinds. Uh, for podcasting, I am a regular <laughs> listener of Nicole Byers' "Why Won't You Date Me" podcast. Ooh, I really okay. like that one okay. um, because it deals with uh, dating in Los Angeles, which I found very uh, difficult. Why? So she. Why do I, why is it difficult? Um, Well, I think because a few factors, and I certainly have thought about it. One, uh, without like my sort of, uh, especially starting without that network of people I know, like via and like places to go, there's less like kind of stumbling into a bar and running in. You you go somewhere with intention. So usually the only time I go to bars is when I'm invited to someone's birthday party. Classic LA thing. Yeah. Birthday parties are different in LA. Yeah, you You gotta go to three a night. You could never have met someone in your life and they're like having a birthday party. And that's how, because you're not just gonna walk, like maybe you might have and live in a neighborhood that has a local, but you're not gonna, it's not like you're gonna go onto a big street and you can just like bop in and out of places and like have an adventure you have to go everywhere with a sense of purpose so it's less spontaneous for meeting people kind of like out in the real world then you don't know anyone so you can't vet anyone so you're forced to go online and then when you go online there's just so many more people in general and like you said like it's uh, an intense town full of a lot of people coming there with like uh maybe you know not a lot of money and like if things don't go well you know you can end up like lying uh, on bones yeah so you it's very stressful it's like it's very stressful so you could and then if you're online because there's so many more people let's say every every population you can't even live in the sewer that's right but you can you can you can live in a tent at least you're not freezing that is at least the, you're there you know so many homeless people and you can live in your car that's why when you're all these yeah. comics talking about a couple of things you're a comics talking about uh um i had to like live in my car it's because they also don't have rules like uh citywide rules about jacking the rent so you can be like living not like a normal person and then suddenly your rent goes up 500 bucks a yeah. month and you it's like well <laughs> i guess i live in my car now yeah um so 
Although I do have a strategy that I want to share for anyone listening in Los Angeles. Okay, so I go to the Korean spa a lot. We spa, that's a 24-hour spa. I know what you're getting. Now listen to this. Okay, so every year they do an annual sale. And I think this would be a genius move and I would like to try it one day. But every year they do an annual sale and and it's only like normally like 20 bucks to stay at the Korean spa, but it's Mm. 24 hours. So you could come at 4 a.m. in the morning and stay till 4 a.m. the next night for 20 bucks and they were selling passes like and if you buy 10 passes it's like uh, $150 and if you buy 20 passes it's this many all the way up to 300 passes is $3,000 for your rent that's pretty much rent for a year and you could live at the spa Wow. And get all this like holistic treatment and uh, <laughs> keep your little stuff in a locker. You're, yeah, you you're couldn't have a lot of So styles. clean. What if you like gaming? You can. There's tons of outlets. Uh, and they have computers. There's so a I restaurant could bring in my there. TV. Yeah, you can bring a. It's called. You, <laughs> like they, games. They've got a. Uh, in the clay ballroom, they've got a full television, you know? So like, if I'm home, it's over a tech friendly spot. Yeah, you can. People are on their phones there all the time. They do work there. So that's my hot tip. If you. Um, if you. Anticipate. If anything, it'd be a good <laughs> studio space. There you go. Yeah. You're, if you're anticipating. Uh, 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 buy yourself 300 spa. <laughs> Is there a room li- to be alone in? Unfortunately, no. <laughs> okay, that's no. a problem. Well, then you go to a coffee shop. Or well, you you're already a- at a coffee shop. <laughs> also, you're not alone at a coffee shop. I, I mean, it's close. And you would also need $3,000, in which case, to buy the passes. So maybe you would. that would also could yeah, be your first could be and your last first rent. rent. Yeah. Probably your first rent if I you know. want to live Jeez. like a queen. I know. Are you a queen? Um, I have, uh, I inherited my apartment, so I lucked out. Great. So I, uh, well, I, I, I and I'm, and I'm in a rent controlled, uh, oh, neighborhood. Badass. So thanks. Thank goodness. It's scary to leave, but then it's like, it's the land of the free, but you actually have less social mobility because you, education is so expensive. You have no healthcare. You're scared to move because the, you're in a rent control place and the other places and it's like not that free. Like so you, you're, you're really to... stuck in your station in life there. Yeah. Land of the expensive. Yeah. Right? Let Let, it, 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 I think I, I say America, you're on your own. That's what it feels like. feels like it is the Wild West. You feel like, well, you're on your own. So if you, if yeah. you can make money, if you can hustle, you can find money, uh, you can survive. If you, uh, if like, you don't have money, nobody can help you, man. No. <laughs> like, so, so you're trying to say is you're a struggling queen. I'm a struggling uh, queen, depending on how you look at it, because also when we were talking about like getting into those zones where you start to like, of course, everybody wants to be whenever people talk about money, they always like complain about like a trust fund baby or this or that. Or oh, this thing. all these rich kids. However, in North America, you already have more wealth than 90 percent of the world's population. And then you never in the fact that you like you could be living uh, there could be many many circumstances that are a lot more difficult so we don't tend to think that way we only tend to think about like oh I'm not one of the very few that's just super rich there actually aren't that many people that are super 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 rich and where what's what movie has the poorest people you've ever seen (laughs) what's the one that must be crazy The, the one that Patrick Swayze did um, after after Ghost, Ghost. yeah. Uh, City of City of God. Joy, City, City of, of Joy, God. City of Joy. You know, City of God. I think or no, Children like, of God is a cult. Yeah, uh, City of Joy. That's City sounds, of Joy. City maybe. of Hope. Maybe. I think it's City of Hope. Maybe. Um, but also, that could be Richard Gere. But yes, Richard Gere, Patrick Swayze, '90s movies that were about Kundun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is feeling very problematic. Um, I mean, um, 
uh, I mean, in mentioning that they exist, I mean, yes. the movies exist. Yes, to admit that things exist that have been, that yeah. aren't even, that involve other cultures and you're not of that culture, you can't talk. Yeah, you're not commenting on the movie, but it certainly does uh, exist. So uh, it's it's up for discussion. So what really entertains you besides Nicole Byer? I, I'm talking about when you were first starting. You know how you make yourself laugh? Yes. Who uh, who was I really inspired by? I'm not really trying to like directly ask, like, oh, your your influence, but like, what really entertained you coming in to the becoming from zygote conception, all that stuff I talked about earlier with the ovum, the splooge, <laughs> um, uh, and then finally into now Anessa is a comedic, a comedic presence, a comedic force. Uh, what, what entertained you and made you laugh that made you want to do that? So yes, inspirations, but I don't want it to necessarily be a person. It can be a situation. It can be a moment. Well, yes, I enjoyed... Sound. Uh, I enjoyed uh, seeing uh, a bunch of talented performers at UCB. I spent a lot of time there, sure. Uh, regular folks like you and me, Nick. Uh <laughs> lunchbox people um yeah i We've mean collaborated very irregularly we have i think that the only thing i can remember really doing was uh i did something at the joe club show i put on where you were sort of doing a small bit like that was part of a larger bit that i had written yes did we do did we do a film together ever i don't know i don't think so there's a really lot don't of creative anything. video making. And you, you talked about the difference sometimes with, somewhat with the Canadian and the American thing is I think that we can go sweet absurd a little more easily mm-hmm. than a lot of the time absurdity in the U.S., especially now, has a little bit more of that kind of abrasive, like uh, everything is nuts, kind of um, Tim and Eric, you know, like... Uh, even something like I think you should leave, uh, which is very absurd, has a stressfulness to it that even if you like if you see there's a lot of kids in the hall sketches that have the same kind of craziness. But there's kind of uh, there's something that's uh, very human at the heart of stuff of a lot of those sketches. Not that there isn't. And I think you should leave. But kind of there isn't. You know, it's kind of about an escalating series of desperate moves. Yeah. You know, that have no real reasoning beyond the fact that this person is like pathetic and really needs something. You know, whereas Kids in the Hall is like very much like this guy needs to work all the time and his heart is starting to give out. So he rips it out and he's like, you piece of junk. Yeah. <laughs> piece well, of crap. Remember that part? Yeah. <laughs> I um. Yeah. I mean, listen, I think, too, like there's like we have like uh, maybe to maybe in Canada, there's more like uh, British comedy influence, too. And that yeah. may be like some sillier some sillier stuff or yeah mm-hmm. i don't know sometimes people say that you have to be like you have to have like a strong point of view or be angry about something to do comedy but i uh, tend to disagree no <laughs> I agree. uh yeah well, a I strong could... point of view on not having a strong point yeah a strong point of view on not having a strong point of view yeah um, i'm really into the i just started watching the toast of london i really like that everyone loves the toast of london i love it i mean look i think you should leave made me laugh i mean i'm not saying it's good or bad it's just that I think that, you know, an aggressiveness, there's an aggressiveness to a lot of comedy in the U.S. right now that is unsurprising given the sort of insanity of the times. I mean, there's also a lot of sweet stuff like the Joe Paris show 
Joe, you know, uh, mm-hmm. you ever watched the adult son Joe Parra show? There was Joe Parra talks you to sleep was one oh, of them. Oh, nice. And I don't oh, yes. Okay, yeah. He's a, he's a comedian. Kind of, kind oh, yes, of, yes. I've seen like, them. I've seen interviews with them and yeah. uh, stuff like that. Yeah, and I, I, I heard about that show. I haven't, uh, but yeah, that's great. It's great. Yeah. You're great. Well, thank you so much. So are you, Nick. We gotta go now. Well, listen, did we do our job? We I talked a little bit about job. comedy, a little bit about mental health. A little That's bit about a little bit about LA and uh, a little bit about Canada. A little bit about Canada. A little bit about our friendship. Yeah, those are all I the things the podcast back. is about. I think you'll be back eventually. I have some CBD lip balm. <gasps> you do? Yeah, I got it as a bonus. Ooh. Uh, you know, I gotta I tell you. I don't you. think I can. It's not sanitary to give you some, but I'll apply it in for you. Okay, great. Do you see it? Does I'd love it feel to take a look. Sanitary? I'd love to smell it. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> and is that uh, enough? That's not. That's not going to do anything, right? What do you mean? I'm going to get all screwed up? No, but it's that. It's just would be a psychosomatic response. Right? Uh, there's it's no really THC anything. in these CBD products, so there's no. But do you feel any of the relaxation benefits from that small use of lip balm, or I don't is it think just the kinda... lip balm so much? I think. Uh, there's some bath bombs I've used and a little bit more there. Uh, yeah, I mean, I uh, yeah, I, I I need a lot of bath bombs. Psychotropic shit. Yeah. It's real. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Vanessa. Bye. Bye. Hi. I hope you really enjoyed that talk. I had a great time. Could have hung out. Could hang out with Vanessa for hours and hours, talking about Lordy knows what. That's uh, you can follow her at, at Inessa Comedy on Twitter and at, like I said before, find her on YouTube. She has great stuff up there. So, next episode is going to be I don't know. Hopefully soon. Hopefully this week I can squeeze out a couple more. And uh, I am doing a show with Al of the residency at 3 p.m. at the Transac is happening February 9th at 3 p.m. So save the date. I posted a picture of the poster to my Instagram and everyone's like, oh, nice poster. So hopefully they're all coming and then you're coming and then I'm going, we got a crowd and then we're going to have a good time. All right. Have a great day or night. Enjoy yourselves. Thanks. Nick. Flanagan. Weekly. Nick. Flanagan Weekly.